Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you interested in angels, demons, spirits, ghosts, and monsters? Are you curious about their origins, tales, and influence upon history and on the present day? If so, sit back, relax, and welcome to Southern Demonology, the podcast that explores all of this and more. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Southern Demonology, the wonderful month of Spooktober. And our very first episode that commemorates this month. As always, I'm your host, JJ. And boy, do I have something special lined up for this episode. Recently, I finished porting over all of my past episodes to YouTube. And as part of that effort, I created specialty playlists that covered broad topics. While the website has keywords that allow you to filter down to specific topics, I didn't have any anything for generalized broad issues such as demonology, ghosts, or horror that are covered on this podcast. And that was useful even for myself, as I identified more than a few items that haven't I really haven't discussed on this channel before. So Today, I am correcting one of those things as we're going to dive deep into the world of yurei, or Japanese ghosts. Now, I have discussed my time in Japan previously, gone over the one experience I've had there that still chills me to my core. And if you haven't listened to that particular episode, then I encourage you to check out episode 2. Uh, Further, I have gone over Japanese horror and curses, and though I have mentioned ghosts in passing, I've neglected to really go into detail about them or monsters from the land of the rising sun. Largely speaking, there are two categories of otherworldly entities, yurei and yokai. And while the lines can definitely be blurred between the two of them, they do stand as distinct categories. Ghosts and monsters. And yet, that's far too much information to cover if we try to go over both of those very broad things. Uh, So we're going to hone into the former here. And hopefully, keep you coming back for more to hear a future discussion about yokai. 
Now, most horror fans are aware of Yurei through such movies as Ringu with Yamamura Sadako or Ju-On with uh, Saeki Kayako. There are even, uh, there's even that disastrous crossover movie that featured the two battling out very much like Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, as Zach Davison wrote in his book, Yurei, the Japanese Ghost, highly recommended if you haven't read it. It's strange uh, that Yurei films have become so popular in the West, considering how few people actually realize the significance of what they're watching. The white-faced ghost girl is interesting, yes, and scary, definitely, but what is she? Why is she wet? Why does she look the same in every film? What's with the hair? If you understand what you're seeing, then the story becomes deeper and more enjoyable. Unquote. <clears throat> yes, Yurei are the subject of countless films, literary works, no and kabuki plays, but they are not fictional. Most Japanese fervently believe in them. My family does. So do I. They're not just fables or vehicles to induce fear. They are reality, and they have a very real reach. In many ways, the dead are much more powerful than the living. They have their place in the home at family altars. They have their own festival, Obon, uh, where they are shepherded to the world of the living and then return there after three days. They have been responsible for changing the seat of power in the country. Heck, they even have an impact upon the current real estate market. There is an entire segment of apato and mansion, apartments and condos as they're called in Japanese, that are suspiciously cheap. And I mean ridiculously cheap. Many have sat there unoccupied for months, sometimes years. And the reason? They are infested with Yurei. Uh, as Mr. Davidson writes, quote, uh, Kishigami Bunka, the name of our new apartment, was an old two-story wooden ramshamble building built sometime in the 1920s. It was a dusty, run-down place called a, quote, cultural apartment, unquote, due to its old style of living, including woven totami mats, uh, flooring, and lack of hot running water, not to mention the tiny trough that passed for a toilet. The rent was absurdly cheap, only 20000 in, or around $180 a month. I thought we were getting a bargain, but Kishigami Bunka had an odd atmosphere, something sensed by almost every visitor. It just felt weird. The unease wasn't helped by the strange red marks all over the ceiling, almost like a small child's hand and footprints. The marks didn't want to wash off no matter how much we scrubbed. We even tried bleach. And then there were the unusual bumps and noises, especially the ones coming from the kitchen wall. Stranger still was the door in the living room that led to nowhere. 
my wife and I had been commanded, not told, commanded by the landlord to never open that door. He gave no reason for this, offered no explanation, and, unlike foolish people in horror movies, we did as we were told. There were a few outright scares other than brief glimpses out of the corner of our eyes and the sometimes overwhelming sensation that we were not alone in that particular room. And we took to turning our mirrors toward the wall at night due to an inexplicable yet unavoidable feeling that looking in the mirrors in the dark was a very bad idea. Unquote. In fact, he goes on to write that other Japanese visitors uh, could and did put a name to the situation. They would remark, Ah, yurei ga detaru, or there's a yurei here. And his story is not unfamiliar or even surprising. In fact, there are a few TV shows by the names of Haunted Real Estate and Cheap Rent on the J-Edge Amazon Prime channel that documents quite a few stories of this which are very, very normal. Um, One more case in point. There's a pretty horribly produced show on the same channel called uh, Yokai Camera uh, or Monster Camera, where a director and a uh, mangaka, um, a manga sensei, they go around trying to capture monsters on film. And in the first episode, when the director is trying to explain the premise, he says that the, he had previously been working on a series that captured Yurei on film. But one episode, he happened to film a monster. And so he was tasked by his higher-ups with filming more of them. And the line that jumped out to me was, quote, However, finding and filming a yokai is much harder than a yurei. Unquote. This just goes to show how prevalent ghosts are in Japanese society. So, let's go through Mr. Davidson's questions about yurei. He covers a ton of ground in his book, which we'll need to pare down quite a bit. Um, But we can definitely answer the questions that he posed. First up, what are yurei? The term literally translates to dim spirit. Yes, they are ghosts. But they carry a very long history behind them. One of the first and still extremely famous depictions of a yurei comes from an artist named uh, Maruyama Okyo in the year 1750. He was a young man who had loved his mistress, a geisha at the Tominaga Geisha House in Otsu City by the name of Oki. Unfortunately, she had died young, though the circumstances of her passing were not recorded. Yet, she would be immortalized. One fitful night, Okyo awakened and saw his love. But the vision wasn't a peaceful one. Quote, unnaturally drained of color, her bloodless skin peaked from her loose, bone-white burial kimono. Her bleached appearance was contrasted only by the thin slits of her black eyes and by the long black hair that hung disheveled across her shoulders. She had no feet, And while she gazed at him for a moment, she then quickly disappeared. 
The artist grabbed his brushes and a roll of silk and then painted the very first Yurei, or ghost portrait. In fact, this Yurei became his most famous painting. And if you've seen any J-horror that depicts Yurei, then this imagery is quite familiar. Oki became a template that has imprinted itself upon the Japanese psyche, and the three great Yurei tales from the Edo period, Oiwa, Otsuyu, and Okiku, also known as the San Orie, further cemented Yurei in Japan. Oiwa's tale, part real-world mystery and part ripped from the headlines real-world murders, were first told in 1825 in a kabuki play, and it's not a pretty one. In fact, that kind of fits Oiwa, as she was reputed to not be very pretty either. Historical feminine names were often preceded by the honorific O sound, which usually enhanced their elegance. For example, Oyuki means snow, Okiku means uh, chrysanthemum flower. Oiwa's name wasn't quite as helped along um, as it essentially means the rock. Oiwa's married to a ronin named uh, Iemon. In the play, Iemon wasn't happy with Oiwa. In fact, he had a mistress whom he wanted to marry instead. So, in order to dispose of his current wife, he poisoned her. However, the dose wasn't strong enough, and it paralyzed the left side of her face. In fact, in many depictions, it's not just paralyzed like a stroke victim, it rather looks like her face is made of dripping wax. More, uh, when she goes to brush her hair for the first time after her transformation, half of it falls out. This in Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Particular is rather horrifying because, as the Japanese proverb goes, kami wa ono no inochi, or a woman's hair is her life. Yet, Eamon, for all of his bumbling, finally succeeds in killing his poor wife by nailing her body to a board and then dumping it into a fast-flowing river. In this way, Oiwa becomes a yurei of pure, unadulterated hate and unreal. 
in many of the stories. She even uses her hair as the weapon to take revenge upon her hapless killer. The second of the great Yurei is Otsuyu, and she is a polar opposite to Oiwa. She is a ghost bound by love itself. Her tale is also much older, having been first told in 1666. It, um, I happen to have run across um, Otsuyu's tale from an old 1960s TV show that depicted the story of described in the Botan Doro, or the Peony Lantern. Otsuyu's tale is one of a for is, is one of the forbidden, as it involves sex and death. Somehow, Otsuyu met a handsome samurai named uh, Shinsaburo and fell madly in love with him. However, she passes away. In some retailing, she wastes away from the lack of his presence. And that's actually a pretty common theme that you're finding in a lot of, of not just Japanese horror movies, but in romance novels as well. Um, regardless, one night she appears at um, Shinsaburo's dwelling, her way lit by a lantern with the peony on top. And he welcomes her in, excited uh, that in exclaiming that he thought that she was dead. Elated, he happily spends the night with her. And yes, that means exactly what you think it does. Um, yet in the morning, she's gone. A monk friend warns him that his happy news is a fiction and that he just spent the dead night with a dead body. Even more, if the samurai continues, then he will suffer the same fate. Yet, in the end, Shinsaburo cannot resist, either through trickery or through his own loins. And he is found dead on the third morning, his body intertwined with that of a rotting corpse. The final great yurei is Okiku. And while her tale is more sad than scary, the concept her story introduces is by and far the scariest idea of Yurei. Like with the other two, there were many variations, but the basic story is largely the same. Um, Okiku is a serving girl from the house Aoyama. And the family she serves in, is in possession of a set of ten plates, and yes, dinner plates, believe it or not, uh, that are rarer and much more expensive than mere money. Some say they come from a very far off land. Some say that they were a irreplaceable gift that are incalculable in price. In some tales, Aoyama tries to seduce Okiku and hides one of the plates unless she com uh, complies with his demands. In others, one of the plates is broken and Okiku becomes a scapegoat. Regardless, her fate is sealed as she is either thrown down or commits suicide by jumping down a well. And on eerie nights, one can hear her counting the plates. One, two, three, hoping to get to ten, but never succeeding. So from the, great, the, from the three great yurei, 
we've covered a few of the basics, namely the hair and the hatred. But how about the water? You know, uh, Davidson had asked, why is this girl wet? And don't take that in the sexual way, please. Well, Okiku's story does cover the well full of water, obviously. Um, but there is another aspect of death itself, which that spectrum touches. In Japanese, the world of the dead is referred to as Anoyo, while our world is called Konoyo. To those familiar with the language, that will ring a bell, even if you don't know those particular words. Uh, you know, English does have kind of a similar concept of describing the placement of something. You know, a thing could be here, there, or over yonder. In Japanese, it's a little bit different. Um, so, for example, the word kono refers to a thing that is near me. Sono refers to a thing that's not far away from me, but it's rather near to you. So there is actually kind of being replaced by a different type of, uh, of space concept. And ano is something that is far away from both you and I. So the world of the living is near to us, konoyo, but anoyo is far away. And typically, the pathway to Anoyo is via water or a river. In fact, during the festival of Oban, the festival of the dead, which celebrates the return of the dead coming back, people advise against swimming of any kind, as the dead just may take you with them. Ooh. But you may be asking yourself, why I said that something about Okiku's story is the scariest of them all. And that's because she is a true haunting. As Davison puts it, quote, haunting is not a word that occurs easily in the Japanese language. The most common way to describe the appearance of a yurei is to say, Yurei ga detaru, meaning a yurei has come forth or appeared. The phrase can be used in almost any circumstance. There is another word, however, which is uh, more appropriately captures the feeling of what Westerners call a haunting, and that word is tatari. Tatari is a terrifying word in Japanese. It's a corruption of an ancient word, Tachiyari, uh, uh, which translated as something like manifestation of a deity, which with the understanding that when a deity appeared in front of you, it probably wasn't going to be good. In modern Japan, Tatari has come to mean something along the lines of cursed, unquote. In fact, if you have listened to episode 23, curses and dreams, you'll find an overview of this topic and how it compares to the normal word for curse in Japanese, which is noroi. I fell in love with Japanese horror a long time ago by watching an anthology series of horror called Tokyo Tales of Terror that I somehow found at a yard sale. 
I don't even remember where. Uh, it was somewhere in Tennessee. I know that much. Um, there were myriad stories of people dying in the most horrendous of ways by either visiting a well-known power spot, um, a place renowned to have supernatural activity, or just picking up an item off the street, whether it be an earring, a red umbrella, or a ring. The point behind Tatati is that through sheer guzen or coincidence, one can be completely swallowed up by a curse. And if you are, then your life is over. Or if not, then you will probably wish it were. Speaking of Tokyo Tales of Terror, for a small tangent, if you ever get the chance to watch the episode Shadows Sitting by Their Feet, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's probably my favorite of the entire entire long series, and it has so many good episodes. Um, in fact, I nearly didn't finish writing this episode, as once I got to this part, I started searching up some of my favorite horror shorts and got distracted for at least an hour. Um, and I'm saying an hour, and I'm hoping to goodness it's actually not more than that. Um the last item we really haven't covered yet is the white kimono from Davidson's original list. If you ever get the chance to visit a Japanese haunted house or watch an anime or drama that depicts one, then one of the most iconic figures you'll see is a yurei or ghost wearing a white kimono and a headband that has an inverted triangle in the front. Some will argue that while black is the color of death in the West, white is that for the East. But that's not exactly true. White has two particular connotations to it. Celebration and, in this particular case, purification. The dead undergo a full purification ritual and are therefore qualified to wear a pure white kimono. The origins of the headband, also called the Tenkan or Heaven's Crown, or just Sankaku no Shiroi Boshi, aka White Triangle Hat, um, though the exact origin of this headgear isn't quite known. Uh, the two prevailing theories for it is that it's either placed on the head of the dead to signify their newly acquired status, or is a ward to prevent evil spirits or demons from entering the empty body. And there we have it. A brief, or not so brief, look at the history of Yudei. Um, through the uh, stories of the three great Yurei, um have had numerous retellings and variations over the centuries. One of the most amazing things is that the visual representation of the Yurei still holds true to the 1750 Yurei of uh, Oyuki. It's as if our comic depiction of a ghost here in the West covered in a bed sheet with holes cut out for eyes, is how we come to envision spirits for the next couple of hundred years. As always, 
thank you very much for joining me on this journey. I've had a ton of fun doing the research for this episode. And, of course, getting an excuse to read books about Yiday or watch videos about them or delving back into Tokyo Tales of Terror. Always so much fun. It's one of my favorite topics of all time. Uh, I really hope that you've liked it, too. Um, join us back again, uh, hopefully next week, uh, where we'll have another fantastic or at least in my mind, <laughs> a topic that helps to celebrate the upcoming Halloween um, uh, day. So, uh, again, really appreciate it. Hope everyone's staying safe out there. And until next time, take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.